drug dealer. I do not want you. Go. Like, so I managed to get myself on some EBT money. Just like some extra like organic food. It's my organic food money. That's how I bought it. I'm on it. Here's the thing. You ignore their call. They just turn that shit off. They just like cancel it on you. I didn't know this. Did not know this. So they called me up uh, a couple of days back and I answered it. Uh, and I happened to be going into a Jack in a Box drive-thru. So I stopped and I backed it up at a parking lot, South Berkeley. And I'm there. And there's, I'm in this white Volvo I have for sale, if anybody's interested. And uh, there's another white Volvo, the exact car, next to me with this guy clearly living out of this, like, dirty, like, old hippie dude in his car. And I start, like, yelling at this, like, EBT lady who, like, speaks really broken English. I'm just, like, yelling, and he's just eating this, like, jumbo jack. And I hang up the phone after, I like, I complete what I need to do. And uh, the man looks at me and goes, EBT office been there man been there just that was it and i was like dude i gotta get my shit together because we're in the same exact car we met 30 years apart at the same jacket about like this is bad all right getting his shit together getting his shit together critiquing right now on the panel it looks like in front we have mary goss but i don't think she's she would not listen she's just stephanie silverman she always has good critique Okay, I love, I love, you never hear jokes about sustainable houses, so I want you to, Oh, want, that wasn't a joke. I was, I know, I, was I know, I'm, but I'm encouraging you. I was, I'm, encur- I'm thinking you should explore that, and I thought of a joke, like you didn't realize, you thought that uh, hay bales were sustainable houses, but then you put your horse in it. Ha 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 ha! Okay. Hello! And, and then you wouldn't have a house. And the, <laughs> like, <laughs> they would just eat it. Um, <laughs> and then with the volcanoes jokes, I, I like uh, the story about that. Like, then you went to Tahoe, but then you were afraid to go to Tahoe because of uh, volcanoes. But now it's a- there's like an avalanche. Then you got stuck in an avalanche. I, oh, I see that. Really I see that word on play. Like, there's yeah. other things to be afraid of with yeah. mountains. I actually did that joke. But I normally do it a lot different. That's okay. a lot funnier, I guess. Also, Donner oh, Party is always fun to bring what? up. The Donner Party. That is did happen fun. on Way Tahoe. Yeah, Lincoln Highway yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah, so it's, Donner, a, like, it's yeah. a fun thing to bring up cannibalism, too. I mean, you could be afraid of both volcanoes and D- cannibals. I got to be honest. There's one. There's a couple of things I don't joke about in life, and cannibals one, man. It fucking creeps me the fuck out. Like, eating another person, that, like, Wow. Greg Gettle, critique that's, my set real that's quick. Very, uh, that's where he draws the line. <laughs> real bad. Thank you for honesty. Throwback Thursday to racism. All right. Hey, everybody, put your hands together and keep them clapping for Ethan Albers. <laughs> Yay. Uh, all right, so I have to hold my finger up tonight because I'm trying to keep it above my heart, so it does not mean I'm giving you the minute. The minute is the horn. When you hear this, that means you have a minute. I'm just going to be holding my finger up. Just ignore it, okay? It's the only, the only time that's going to happen. All right, your next comedian is a wonderful young gentleman. He's never going to be a meth head. Really, that was what we learned out on the, what we learned out on the street today is he's never going to be a meth head. Put your hands together, everybody, for Connor Doherty. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Not a good influence. No, stop talking during my set, Stefan. No! You keep doing that. You're a comic. You know how this works. <laughs> I don't think that's how you pronounce that. 
Yeah, haven't you seen the South Park where you get Asperger's? He doesn't have a TV. All right, you two fight it out, but not during my set. I had new jokes to talk about. I was thinking about skydiving recently. I'm very scared of heights. I've never been skydiving. I, I never will because I'm a pussy. I was thinking about it, though. If I were in the plane, I would probably do some combination of uh, pee myself, throw up, and start crying. And I was, but then I was thinking about it, and it's like if you only do one of those things, you're just a pussy. If you do all three of those things, like it's sad. No, if you do two of those things, it's sad. Three, I fucked it up. <laughs> anyway, the point of this joke was if I were in a plane and about to go skydiving, and like you can't really force yourself to throw up or I can't and I also can't force myself to start crying but if those are the two out of the three that I had started doing I would just complete the trifecta and pee myself because then everyone would be like whoa this guy's hardcore <laughs> good talk everyone I was hanging out in San Diego this weekend and I met this SoCal skim border surf border bro he gave me mushrooms and he had on the inside of his forearm prominently displayed just below his slightly too short t-shirt said memento mori which means what is it like reminder of death or something like that remember yeah anyway i knew the gist of it i didn't know what it literally translated to but i just wanted to be like dude some of us don't need a tattoo to remind us that we're gonna die like some of us just think about it constantly and don't like flaunt it like I wish that I was at a place in my life where I could use my constantly thinking about death to like impress others you know like put it on my body somewhere look at me reckon with me uh, this is also not a joke just something that happened I was talking to this guy this was actually several years ago but I was thinking about it recently and he was talking about he was in college and he was talking about being at this party and he's like, yeah, I just started fornicating with this girl in the hallway. And I was like, I don't think you know what fornicating means. Uh, my grandpa was the mayor of a small town in Wisconsin. He decided to run the day before the election as a write-in candidate. This is how small the town is. Like he was able to do that and then get elected. And the one law that he made while he was in office, or at least the only one I've ever heard about is that he made it so that all of the bars need to be on the same side of the road so that the drunks don't try to cross the street. <laughs> Which is like kind of brilliant. <laughs> Especially in a small town where like they just, you know, they don't like everything that's wrong with it is just gonna stay wrong with it and everything that works fine, like you can't really fuck it up. So it's just like new laws at this point are basically cosmetic. But I feel like that one has actually saved a life in the over the course of like the 30 years since he's been mayor. It's still true. All the bars are still only on one side of the road in Cumberland, Wisconsin. Those are my ancestors. Uh, I don't fucking know. Oh yeah, I had another joke. Does anybody remember my spy dad's bit that I gave up on? <laughs> Yeah, they they start a they s they start a cover band called Extraordinary Rendition, which is a great pun. Anyway, once you get into the guys in the cover band playing Extraordinary Rendition, the additional tag to it is they 
play Jimmy Buffett songs, and then you say, it's 5 o'clock in a secret prison somewhere. Right. Uh, we have comments from people. Uh, it looks like Ethan Albers. It looks like Stephanie Silverman's there. I also have a couple cute things. Cool. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, speaking on behalf of the audience, uh, f what's fornication? Are you kidding? It's a volcano. <laughs> 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it's fucking Ethan. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the it's like the Bible word. It's the Bible word for sex for pleasure. Uh, okay. Um, no, uh, the best thing out of that was the grandpa thing, the true story mayor thing. That's funny. Thank you. That's very, very original and funny. Don't cha change it. Just He's dead. I can't undo it, so. Yeah, that was definitely uh, very funny. Um, can you expand that? Like your fa So you could start with the premise of, like, your family accepts, accepts people as they are. Because you know, like he's accepting that people are drunk, but he's like yeah. putting a bandaid on it. Just don't cross the street. Like what else could they do? Like maybe that's something your family does. Yeah, I have a whole other thing about that side of the family and how they're rednecks and. But they're but they have but they're good at heart. They want to save drunk. No, they're not. Do they pee their pants? I was trying to think of a way to put together he did all. He when of he was that. like 90, but that's not really funny. That's well, just. <laughs> but the but the pee pants in the beginning, and then if you're talking about drunk people and your family oh, yeah. and you have pee pants problems, I was trying to think of a way for you to like bridge everything together. And I thought that, especially when you said just out of nowhere, uh, reckon with me. It's like so funny because you don't look like a person that would be in a fight. You look like the guy that's going to pee your pants. So, like, if you could do that sort of whole, like, keep going around to that, like, I'm this, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't like to use the word pussy because I feel like that demeans pussies, which are really strong and amazing things. Um, but the other thing that I thought was funny I'm a was strong and amazing yeah. thing. Okay, so then maybe that's fair. Um, but the other thing I, <laughs> the other thing that made me laugh was good talk, everyone. That's like a great thing to throw around whenever you want. It was really funny. Like if you don't get a laugh and you just say good talk, everyone. Like I thought that was a great back pocket maneuver. What What did the guy think that fornicating meant? Did he just yeah. like conversating? It's unclear. I, like, I think maybe he thought it was, like, making out or something. Maybe he was fucking her. John Gallagher has a question about fornicating. Yeah, that's, I, that's what I was going to say. How do you know he wasn't fucking her? Yeah, maybe he was. Yeah, people fuck places. Yeah, yeah. always, all the time. Yeah. Zach Wise yeah. understands. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's John Gallagher on the stairs. I also thought it <laughs> must have meant something <laughs> else because of that. And Zach Wise the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it was With Zach Wiseman? Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah! I got something else. <laughs> Um, for your for your Wisconsin joke, uh, it'd be funny if like the bars were on one side, but then like yoga studios were on both sides because you want them to get hit by cars because Wisconsin's not a very healthy place. <laughs> Something like that. Noted. Like a fruit thing. What's it? What's a smoothie place? Jamba Juice. Yeah, like a Jamba Juice. They're like scattered all in the corners. Okay. Allison, did you have or a thing? Yeah, on that same idea, I was thinking, like, uh, your grandpa realized it was a real problem because you guys were losing all the drunks in town, mm -hmm. which was, like, a big decline in your population. That's funny right there. That is funny. <laughs> it's better than yours, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's clap, end. clap wildly. That was Connor Doherty, yay! <laughs> yay, Connor Doherty, yay! Oh, uh, all right. Your next meeting. Hey, guys, there's chicken. Eat the chicken, eat the chicken. 
sacrifice for the chicken. There's paminate on it. It's like a pam marinade. It's, that's why it's so salty. It's, it's all my blood. It's, it's the hemoglobin. Delicious. Uh, all right, your next comedian is a very funny man. He runs a great open mic. He runs an open mic on Tuesdays that now, that now has a front light, which is fucking amazing. He is an amazing host, though, and he makes it work every week, and I always have a good time there when I go. Put your hands together. It's Greg Gettle. If you like to wear pants, all right. it would be nice if you would pick. Cool. All right. Uh, how are we doing? Um, so I was walking through San Francisco like all day on Saturday. It was about like, I don't know, like 12 hours to walk around the city just kind of taking things in. And like walking through the city is like taking acid because like it takes forever. And after you're over, after it's done, you're like, why aren't people better? <laughs> like, that's just all I felt. And I was at, I, and I was walking to Target to get a vacuum cleaner because I'm officially domesticated. And, and there's this homeless man, he was like, yay, high, lengthy white dude, and like, when I first saw him, he was yelling at this black guy, and have you ever like walked in on a, a confrontation and knew instantly that the white guy definitely just said the N-word? <laughs> like, that's what happened. And then he started pushing people, he's walking, he's pushing people, slapping people, there's this guy on a bicycle, he's riding by, the guy slaps the guy in the chest on the bike, and, he, and then he runs away, and the guy on the bike was just like, huh, huh. And he's like, what should I do? And then he turned around, and then he be like bolted towards the homeless guy. And he cuts the homeless guy off. He's like, why the fuck did you hit me? Why are you screaming at him? And all of a sudden, this, this man, he's a Hispanic man, face tattoo, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And he had this pit bull on the leash. You know who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> We've all seen him. And he goes up to the guy. He's like, I fucking saw what you did. And, but what happened was he was getting mad at the homeless man that was slapping everybody. And he was like, I got your fucking, I got your fucking cop right here. And he had the pit bull, and the pit bull was like trying to bite him. And he followed him for two blocks and chased him away. And I felt like any other time I've seen people like this, you know, the guy with the face tattoo, I always thought, run away. <laughs> like, that guy's the worst. Uh, but this time, he was the fucking hero. And, like, I felt nothing but bliss. Like, I was like, like society made sense to me again. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need cops. I, I hate people, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I just got so mad at him because I was like, "You don't. We live in a society. You don't hit people, and you should be. I mean, I would. Say, I would say murdered. <laughs> like, but I don't run worlds or cities. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else have a uh, a drinking problem in the crowd? <laughs> Anyone? Yeah, we got a couple in the audience. Yeah, I was uh, at work today, sweating because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, huh, maybe I should. Do a little Googling, you know, and uh, see if maybe I should think about quitting drinking. And, and have you guys ever read, like, these questionnaires? Like, the <laughs> you, I think they invented them for you, Ethan. Um, <laughs> but no, like, they always, like, have all these questions about, like, if you answer yes to, like, 60% of these, then you probably have a drinking problem. And about, like, <laughs> about eight, eight of them down, I was like, I think you have a drunk, a drinking problem if you say yeah, but to every question, <laughs> like, like yeah, but like there's hypothetical, like yeah, but okay, like for example, I have them all printed out. <laughs> all right, all right, here's just some couples. Do you sometimes feel uncomfortable if alcohol is not available? And it's like, yeah, but like, what am I hanging out with children? Like, why is there not? <laughs> Why is there not alcohol around, man? <laughs> 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 
Have you been having more memory blackouts recently? But you're like, yeah, but that's also could be due to old age. You know what I mean? Like, all right, first one's funnier. Okay. Um, do you usually have a reason for the occasions when you drink heavily? But it's like, yeah, but also, like, can't anything be a special occasion? Like, like I, I got to hang out with Ethan tonight. Let's celebrate. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about your perspective is what I'm saying. And uh, throughout the rest of the mics, I'm going to go through all these questions and uh, find out what works best. But thank you so much, guys. All right. Looks like Ethan's first on the panel. First one. Uh, the, the very last one you did about the... Uh, reason for drinking. You could go, yeah, I host an open mic at home. Yeah. yeah. That's all I got. That is, that, that is a special occasion, man. Yeah, I think that the yeah, but is definitely the strongest premise of, of those. I think that uh, for that... Is it, is it hacky? Have you heard... No, the, no, no you haven't I, heard that? I, okay. I mean, you know, just because I haven't heard... I don't think it's hacky, personally. But okay. I, uh, I would say the setup might be a little smoother if instead of saying like, I kind of feel like if you say, yeah, but you have a drinking problem, I yeah. would just say, survey was yes or no, but the weird thing is I kept answering, yeah, but, and then you can kind of segue into it. Also, I'm going to end that joke being like, you might also have a drinking problem if you came up with this joke while drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Gallagher on that one. Also, oh, yeah. I, um, <laughs> segue into Segway material. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll actually, I, 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 I regret giving him the mic. <laughs> um, actually, the, the critique, your first story, I heard you say that last night at Punchline to me in private, yeah. and it was funnier yeah. in private than it was on stage, and the reason for that is you cut out you, yeah, which mad. was the, the you wanting to fuck the dude up. Yeah. And that's what I think was the funny part of that story. Mm. And then uh, the dude with the pit bull came out of nowhere. God, he's a fucking saint. No one else? Cool. Thank you. Yay! Greg Gettle tells perfect jokes. Hooray! All right, your next comedian. Uh, another funny guy. Hey, I got to also let you guys know there's chicken. Eat the chicken. Eat the chicken. Uh, and your next comedian, funny man, put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. Machines, 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 machines. Hey, guys. Also, Yuri's here for because he's hiding on whatever witness protection program he's fucking in right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What are you, Whitey Bulger? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. I can't help myself. Um... Uh, so I've, like, I'm getting fat, and that's great, uh, but one of the greatest new ways that I'm finding out that I'm getting fat is that uh, I got a haircut recently. I used to have a big beard. Instead of saying what people used to say when I got my haircuts, they'd say, oh, you, do you lose weight? But instead now they say, wow, your head looks smaller. It's <laughs> to match your giant fat body. It doesn't work. It's not the same anymore. Uh, so, yeah, me and Greg are Segway tour guides, and uh, I am a very relaxed person. My life is very leisurely because literally I'm on a scooter most of my day. That's... Uh, I live a relaxed lifestyle, and sometimes I get too relaxed. Like today, I had a, a bit of an issue when trying to have a small talk with one of my guests. Uh, so one of the things we do is we talk about, we take the people to the Palace of Fine Arts, so we talk about earthquakes. We talk about like the 1906 earthquake and the 89 earthquake. And I was having a conversation with this guy about the 89 earthquake, and he's a guy from the East Coast. And so we're talking about the 89 earthquake and all the devastation it causes. And then somewhere in my brain, I was like, well, he's from the East Coast. 
Let's talk about an event that was bad that happened on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about 9-11 right now. <laughs> I was reading some cool shit about 9-11 earlier today, and I was on Reddit, and one of the things on Reddit that said was, uh, all the people from 9-11 that were around Ground Zero are going to have the maximum amount of lung cancer from the asbestos fallout by 2040. So that's going to have the most lung cancer ever because all the people that breathe in the smoke. And I felt like... This is the times. Like, this guy's from Fidel Philadelphia, right? He's not from New York. So it's like, let's talk about 9-11 right now. And so with that, I say this, and this guy looks at me. His face just drops. And I'm like, well, 9-11's not a good move. This isn't a strong one. But what he says is like, yeah, my law firm was the very first firm to go back to work during 9-11. I breathed in all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's like, well, it's like, hey, I saw another thing about Cuba. You see Cuba? They got great things to cure lung cancer, man. And then fucking ran on my day. <laughs> no tip. No tip from him. And that's completely reasonable. You're very friendly from the rest of that tour, though. Yeah. So don't tell that joke anymore. That's what I got. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's like too comfortable. You know what I mean? You can't talk to a man. But like, see, look at your face. Fuck. That's so fucking funny. Her face at the front row is just like, ugh. <laughs> I shouldn't talk about 9-11 ever. You probably shouldn't, though. I remember I got attacked one time in the most peaceful open mic in Reno, Nevada. Uh, it's a place called Java Jungle. I got attacked in Java Jungle. You're from Reno, right? Yeah, so Java Jungle. I got attacked there for talking about 9-11 one time. It's pretty funny. A man ran across a room because he said, I was in ground zero. And I was like, all right, I don't care. And then I uh, got attacked. Um, so... Like I said, what's uh, what was the other one? Actually, no, that's pretty much it. That's all I want to do. Anyway, thank you. John Gallagher. All right. All right. We have yes. people in the audience. <laughs> uh, I was thinking there might be something to uh, the guy is all mad that you're talking about Ground Zero, so he attacked you. And it's like, what are you doing? An impression of the plane or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. There you go. Um, I don't know how else you could set it up, but I knew you were going there, that whole 9-11 thing. Right. I knew that he was going to be there. Right, yeah. So if you could set it up in a way that that's like, oh, shit, like more of a surprise to us that he was okay, there. Don't tell me you saw it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Um, or, yeah, that you saw it on Reddit, so it was on your mind. You, you, you brought it up in conversation, made more sense that way, okay. and then, yeah. For sure. Uh -huh. First date. For, wait, what? First date, maybe. What, uh... Uh, first, I don't. Okay. Oh, like, like you're on a first date and you're trying to like, you're like I, re I read this thing today and she's like, actually I'm from. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Like yeah. So just reset up and then just change yeah, it so around. Get rid of the segue thing. Okay. And just be explain why you're single. Oh, I think we know. I that. disagree. I like uh, I uh, I like the segue thing. I right. like the Palace of Fine Arts, but I say not 9/11. I say I don't know. Go awful with it. Just. Sandy Hook. I don't know. Like interesting. Maybe. Was Sandy okay. Hurt, somebody wait, laughed at that. Wait. So Sandy Hook. Oh, Hook was is it Ken Suzuki? Then I don't do it. Don't I do it. Like Ken Suzuki <laughs> laughed at it because he's pure evil. I, I just okay. like that you, right now. Sandy Hook is worse than 9/11 to you. <laughs> like I like that too. Oh. Oh. Wait. Really? Yeah. What? Like, like how? Pants. Is 9/11? What? I'm, yeah. I'm, wait. I'm so confused right now by all this. But there were kids. So, wait. There were kids quality, murdered in 9/11. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Let's take it away from the shitty joke and then make it the exit. 
Exactly. What tragedy? Tragedy power rankings. That's good. Nine <laughs> Eleven is pretty corporate. That's true. All right. Any? Is that good? Okay. I, who would? Oh man, maybe. Yeah, but nobody, true. nobody's gonna believe John was on a date, so that really is a good. Oh. Oh, that was for Yuri. Sorry, that was for Yuri. It was too. That was yeah. That was perfect. You have no choice but to take that. Right. Oh, that white balls thing at the end is actually really funny. Well, yeah. I was, I was waiting this entire time for that, honestly. Yeah. It's, all right. That's. I'm leaving. John Gallagher! Watch Tim Conway. All right, your next comedian is one of my favorite comedians. She always gives great comments and also funny jokes herself. You can see her next Tuesday. Uh, she'll be on the Brainwash Showcase when uh, Mutiny does its takeover the first Tuesday of the month. But right now, you can see her here. Put your hands together. It's Stephanie Silverman! Thank you for the chicken, Pam. Uh, I love how you just, like, when you provide a snack, it's like a whole bird. It's like, you don't make cookies or bring candy. It's like, here's a chicken. <laughs> Everyone's snacked. It's snack chicken. Um, let's see. I'm trying something new every week. I think I want to do, like, the mason jar report. Like, places where I have found mason jars that have pissed me off because um, they have become the vessels that we just use to bring liquids to our mouth. That's what they are now. I was in a really bougie salad place, and, like, I ordered a salad, and it was 18 fucking dollars, and I almost lost my shit. Uh, I almost lost my shit, but then they served the water in those mason jar mugs, and and that's when I really lost it. But, uh, you know, I contribute to the mason jar fiasco. Uh, it was Passover. I had a couple of Passover seders. For those of you that don't know, that's when the Jews celebrated their exodus out of Egypt. We have two nights. It can be fun. It can be boring. Uh, one portion of this is where uh, we put out a glass of wine for the prophet Elijah to come and drink with us. I did not have this special cup. I used a mason jar. I am guilty. Um, I, yeah, I had two Passover seders, and there's usually uh, like a not Jewish friend that's like, oh my God, can I like crash your seder? I want to come to your seder. And they're like, no, you can't come to my seder. It's for Jews. Judaism is not a spectator sport. This is not fun. You think this is fun? I'm going to take you to Chabad house, and you can wait four fucking hours before you have matzah ball one, and then they ask you for money for, for Israel. How do you want to do that? Do you like that? Uh, no, it's not fun. I get irritated when people want to have fun with Judaism. If like Judaism were fun, like Jews wouldn't have been killed for being Jewish. People would have joined up. Like, I hate honor people that say they're honorary Jews. I'm an honorary Jew. I hang out with so many Jews. I love Jews. I want to be with you. I'm an honorary Jew. It's like, you're an honorary Jew? Like, are you going to go to the ovens when the Nazis come? Or is it going to be like, well, I stood there while they took everyone, and then they came for the honorary Jews, and I did nothing. I don't think so. All right, working on that. Um, uh, the other thing that irritated me was within the last week, two women said that they were overachievers. <laughs> And this one was like, oh, I'm such an overachiever. Oh, I just kind of... And then another one said, I've got to take a break. I've been an overachiever since, like, kindergarten. I'm like, do you actually know what overachiever means? Uh, being an overachiever means usually it's a term that they use in school to describe someone who that they didn't think could do anything who actually did something. It means, like, they didn't think you had the potential and you're probably working yourself to the ground to get something done. It means people don't actually believe in you. Um, <laughs> and you got something done anyway, usually at the expense of doing it right, uh, or you charmed your way to the top. Um, so I'm, I, I, I really am okay with being an underachiever, because uh, that means people thought I could do something even though I didn't. So, <laughs> 
so they had faith in me, and I look smart, and that's the most important thing. Um, let's see. I feel like uh, women probably uh, rank themselves. Like, you know, whenever I walk into a room, I look around, I'm like, where do I fit in in the hierarchy of hotness in here? Like, what, <laughs> where, where's my rank? Like, how fat am I in comparison to the other ladies? How thin am I? I think this might be something that we all do, and it can be, it can be convenient, like, if I kind of want to relax, I can just go find a hotter woman and like hang out next to her and let her have the attention. <laughs> or if I want to like, you know, just kind of play it up, I can go find someone who's less hot. Um, I don't know, that's not, that's just not, that didn't work at all. <laughs> Nothing, I tried the alliteration, hierarchy of hotness was probably pretty good. That was probably the best part of that joke. Um, I would like to quit drinking for a month or stop eating sugar for a month, uh, but I know how it's gonna go. Like, I'm gonna feel great and, <laughs> And then what? <laughs> then, then, I'll <laughs> then I'll go back to that. It'll be awful. Um, what else? What else? I know I had something else. That went by so fast. You guys are so awesome. Oh my God, you guys are so awesome. Um, all right, I want help. I want help, you guys. Help me. Help me. Um, Helpers! Ebony Silverman! First help by clapping! Yay! Clapping is helpful! What about do honorary Jews get taken to the toaster oven or something oh like no. that? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they get brown. They go to the, the tanning bed. They get brown, yeah. Um, I think that there's something at the end there with the quit drinking and overachieving connection. Um, like, you know you'd feel great or that would be overachieving. You quitting drinking would be overachieving. Right. You know you'd feel great. All the things you'd probably get done mm -hmm. that you aren't expected to get done. I don't know. It's an idea. No one expects me to quit drinking, so. That's, <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. okay. I want to go back to the beginning, the $18 salad, because I think you have the perfect, uh, you have the setup where you say $18, and then you could just say, and I don't know, you have an easy joke there, where it's like, it's $18, and no, it wasn't made of, I don't know, baby meat's the first thing that comes to my head, but not that necessarily. It had ahi in it. It had ahi? Oh, that's $18 in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, was, it was really good. Oh, yeah, that's funny right there. It has <laughs> ahi in it. Yeah. I feel like if you sat like next to a hot chick, you'd probably get more attention. Because then, I don't, um, like, let's say I'm like a, a good looking guy. Like, you go, to the, you go to the less attractive woman, and, and then the shows a hot girl, like, I don't care about looks, I care about the person. And then that's like an in. Oh, like a bait It's a switch. move. Hmm. So, like, then all these guys will be talking to you. Being like telling oh. you jokes and oh my God, did being you friends. Study that that would be that's a good joke because like my actual experience, my actual experience is like if I go out drinking with a hot chick, like then I can just check my phone for a while because like the guys will talk to them and then I can just like Facebook or whatever and like I get some time to myself. You guys can take. That might be like a next level strategy, but she's writing from personal experience. You guys can go take Greg Gettle's class on finding and wooing women at OMG on Tuesday. How to show hot chicks you totally don't care about hotness. I'm gonna fuck so many hot chicks by not fucking hot chicks. It seems so funny when I woke up in the middle of the night to write that. No, I understand. It makes sense. Because, but he, he, I mean, these young guys in their late 20s, they just, they're not even, they don't understand us. No, they don't. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. It seemed funny when I wrote it. Like, I got up and I wrote it on my, like, iPad keyboard. And I'm like, oh, this seems so funny. And then I was like, good thing I have an iPad because I don't have to not be able to read my own handwriting. And then I couldn't read the shit that I typed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny right there. Yeah. That's the thing that was missing. You never finished what you feel when you have to. Oh, I feel better about myself. 
I guess. Like, if I want to feel good about myself, I go stand next to an ugly girl. But yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. The whole premise is probably stupid. Yeah, like if you can't go out with ugly girls because like you didn't hit on too much and it's just overwhelming, so like your ugly friend has to be willing to go out and you're like, all right. Yeah. Or, like, maybe you could throw something in there where ugly girls do something that nobody ever anticipates. Like, they go out and start fires or something. <laughs> it's just like, hey, hey I'll go, like, you know, I go out with ugly girls, you know, and you have the anticipation and, you know, to start fires places because <laughs> ugly girls are known arsonists. That's a thing. And Greg talks to them. Greg hits on them, right? Huh. Huh. <laughs> I, I like it. It doesn't have to be fire. But I, I like fire, though. Like. Fire's the thing, though. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right, everybody, Thank clap you. wildly for Stephanie Silverman. Yay! Jokes about Seder. All right, your next comedian is a lovely young man who is going to tell you his jokes right now. Uh, I was going to say something. You had a funny set last week, but I don't I don't remember what I was going to bring out about it. But never mind. Just clap, you guys. Hey, it's Jesse Warren. Yay! Hey, guys. So I went through a breakup pretty recently, uh, mostly because dating her was getting in the way of me doing what I'm most passionate about, which is dating other women. And... Uh, we, were, we were together for a really long time. We were together for five almost six Netflix series now, and <laughs> it was uh, it was hard. No, we were together for, for four years. So when we broke up, it felt more like we were graduating from each other. Like I, like I walked away feeling like I had earned a bachelor's in Megan, <laughs> which, uh, which in this economy, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna do me any good. I'm, I'm like shooting, I'm really shooting for like a Sasha or like a Britney, but really I'm only qualified for like another Megan. <laughs> Or like a Betsy or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The last uh, the last year was really bad because when I should have really been spending time thinking about like the long term and going to grad school and stuff like that, all I could really think about was transferring. Like I was sitting there daydreaming, like, oh, I bet at SFU they won't uh, they won't yell at me for not looking away during the sex scenes on Game of Thrones and yeah whatever that was okay uh, yeah so uh, we ended things on a good note uh, which in my experience is the worst way to end a breakup or end a relationship it, uh, it's horrible it's never went well for me there's no, there's no closure when it ends on a good note when it ends terribly you know exactly what you have to do right delete her number unfriend her on facebook text all her friends there's like a really time-tested formula for dealing with a bad breakup uh for example my la my last best my last bad breakup went like this this girl told me jesse i cheated on you and you suck and uh <laughs> and i was i was caught off guard i didn't know what to say so i said yeah, well, your pussy smells, <laughs> and it doesn't. It doesn't really smell. I was just trying to think of something hurtful to say, and uh, she started crying immediately. She started crying, and I left, and I never saw her again. <laughs> I don't know why uh, she was crying about it. I wouldn't cry about that. It's true. My balls smell. Uh, my balls smell. My balls smell, which is why I spray cologne on them. 
because I am actively trying to better myself. I don't sit there crying about my problems. I'm making moves and trying to become a better person. <laughs> I'm hoping, yeah, she's going to regret. Yeah, I'm hoping the next girl I'm with will be like, Jesse, why do your balls smell like aqua de Joe? I'll be like, because I won the genetic lottery, baby. I was born this way. I don't know. Thank you, guys. That's, that's all. Yeah. Jesse Warren's balls smell nice. Yay. Jean Nate. What did you call it? What, what, what kind of stuff were you putting uh, on your balls? Oh, something different. I only remember Jean Nate. You could buy it at, like, remember? If you could buy it at, like, Mervyn's yeah. for your mom. <laughs> like, Jean Nate. It was the cheap thing you bought your mom for Mother's Day. All right, Jesse Warren, we've got comments right now from Allison Hooker, and it looks like Ethan Albers. Um, I like the premise about you graduated from the girlfriend. I think that instead of using real names, it'd be funnier as nicknames. So you graduated from whatever her nickname is, and you're, you wish you, and then you mentioned you wish you went to grad school. You should have been thinking about that. What yeah. would grad school be in terms of like nicknames of girlfriends? You know what I mean? Like what would be the next level? What do you, what do you mean nicknames? So like, like, I don't names? know. What if it was something that's immature or annoying about her or oh, felt like you, a okay. first relationship? I got you, I got you, okay. Okay. About her, you know, that would make her just community college. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then later when you're talking about, like, I should have been focused on grad school, I should have been focused on a, <laughs> what's the nickname for somebody that's the next step? What are you looking for now? You know, like that. It's an idea. Cool. Thank you. Like, Cool. Did anybody, did, did Joey Avery say the thing yet? What? Oh, just that your joke is, uh, yeah. premise-wise, is very, very similar to something that Joey Avery's been doing for, oh, I don't know, like eight, eight months. Yeah, no, I mean, it's different, like, when it's better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's it's totally different, and you, you went a different way. With, like, your point is that, like, it's about that girl. I would just say... You know, I'll sh I'll tell you what mine is, just so you can keep that in mind, so yeah. that you steer clear sure. of that, because yeah. obviously we'll be doing similar shit. Yeah, sorry, man. I, 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 Dude, no, I haven't heard. I haven't heard you. I'm a hundred percent sure of that, okay. and it was totally original. It's just a similar premise. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That's happened to me before. There was a girl who came here from Australia, and she did a joke, and she did this thing about the Little Mermaid having all these dildos. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Identical to one I have about, like, what's a mermaid vagina? Like, how many trove can treasures untold? All this thing about dildos in a mermaid vagina. And hers was almost identical to mine, but it's impossible That's because she crazy. lives in Australia. So sometimes people come up with very similar premises, and they play out because we all are sort of human. I don't know how that works, but... It's happened to me too. We probably have similar problems. <laughs> Jesse, on that topic, remember that day it was you, me, and Alex having a conversation. Alex said, hey, isn't it kind of douchey to have a conversation with somebody with headphones in your ears? This was two Mondays ago. Okay, no, I <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Like, there's something so very bro stereotypically broy and douche sounding about talking about coloning your balls that I don't know. I felt like it made me laugh, but I was like, you should address yeah. it. Like, yeah. my balls, like, uh, that's why I spray cologne on them. Yeah. And so it's the same because I'm trying to better myself, be like, because I'm a douche. Okay. Bag or something like that. Because, yeah. and, you know, I no disrespect to anybody else in here that does that but, <laughs> but I was I like okay that's how like play with that man because yeah, I yeah. thought it was funny cool thanks man uh yeah 
I near them. <laughs> oh, is it? So I, I actually was steer. Thanks, man. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about taking that part out because I think it makes some people uncomfortable. It, like, I can feel it. Okay. All right. Uh, whatever. I'll do it. Yeah, I know. You've been pitching this idea for a while, Jenny. I'll, I'll okay. Yeah, I know. You, to you told me about it. I'll, I'll look it up. Cool. Cool. Everybody clap wildly. Jesse Warren, yay! Bye, Stephanie. Yay. She brought uh, lemon drinks. If there's one left, you guys are welcome to drink a sober drink that Stephanie was so generous to bring. Pellegrinos for the group. Uh, eat chicken. Eat that carcass. All right, moving along on the joke workshop. Uh, your next comedian is another lovely human being. I'm glad that he's here gracing us with his presence at Mutiny Radio. Listen to his jokes, write some notes, and clap wildly right now for Jonathan Ortiz. What's up, fellas? How's it going? What's up, Mutiny? I'm an anchor baby. I'm an anchor baby, first generation. That means Trump hates me. Sorry, President Trump hates me. He wants to kick me out, wants me to build a wall. It's like, I don't know how to build. My ancestors built walls. My, my ancestors built pyramids, okay? I can't build a relationship with the redhead at work. It's like, thanks to dad, I could build emotional walls. That might come in handy. You guys are awesome. Feel good about yourselves. Mexico, <clears throat> test, Mexico, Mexico. Uh, Mexico's got the best human rights and civil liberties, you guys, for the low, low price of 200 pesos. Just, yeah. Uh, there, in Mexico, you could buy politicians at the flea market. You know, it's just like, I'll take an horchata, um, a college degree, and a mayor. You got all your shots? Get, get in the fucking cart. Yeah, God, I'm so funny. I love it. <laughs> I'm so awesome. I got pulled over by Federale. This is a true story. I got pulled over, and uh, the department's on a budget in Mexico. Like, the siren was just the him hanging out the window like, woo, woo, woo. And when I first got there, I wasn't a real Mexican. Like, I was as Mexican as Taco Bell. You know what I mean? Like, and they, this is a PSA for, I guess, white people. Let's be honest. If you ever find yourself getting pulled over, they always say the same thing. They say, we got to tow your car, right? You got to spend the night in jail because the judge doesn't get back till Monday. <laughs> and I was like, but it is Monday. Uh, he's like, don't argue. Look, I'll do you a favor. Pay me the fine. This is code. This is bribery code. Pay me the fine, and I'll take care of it for you. you know, just dame la multa. That's, that's, that's the code in Spanish. Dame la multa. I'm so bailing on this. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> Come back next week. It's going to be awesome. Uh, folks, uh, I don't know. You fuck that door. Why? Um, I, all the corruption in the world, how the state of things really bums me out. Because, like, I want to believe humanity can evolve into, like, just spiritual evolve to, like, a single loving organism, you know? I mean, I also want to believe my girlfriend's not sucking a dick right now. But <laughs> she, uh, she, 
She, I think she is. She told me she told me she could taste uh, uh, pineapple in in jizz. I'm like that's a thing, right? I, I guess it's a thing. I said I don't think so, babe. She's like, no, no, no. I could also taste when you eat kale. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on. Wow. To get a palate that sharp, like you have to taste many varieties to get a palate that sharp. Yeah, it's, it's an okay premise. It'll work on it. Yeah! Um, I don't know. I know, I, look, I know my face looks like Jim Carrey banked Mark Anthony. I'm aware of that, you guys. I know this. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, uh, uh, I don't know what joke. I don't know what joke to do. I just want to, like, end on one. I, this is just a fuck you joke, you guys, because we're all perverts. Uh, uh, I'm becoming just like my dad. You know, I started smoking, I drink too much, I'm banging my mom, <laughs> and it's like, when's it going to end? Thanks. He's <laughs> 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 banging his mom. Jonathan Ortiz, stay up there. We have people on the panel, starting with Joey Avery, it looks like. Yeah, I thought there was a lot of good stuff in there. I think some of it, like the first joke about he wants you to build a wall, I can't even build a relationship. That's funny. I wouldn't even say with the redhead at work. I would just keep it like kind of symmetrical and quick like that. Um, and I think that that all you take a few words out of that whole kind of thing and, mm. and maybe don't have to look at your notes. I think that one's pretty good to go um, with the pineapple one. You could <coughs> I mean, I don't know if this is kind of cheap or hacky, but. You could basically just say, like, you know, she's talking about, oh, yeah, I can taste pineapple, and then you basically say that you've never had it, you know, or you don't you don't eat pineapple, whatever it is. You're allergic to it. Uh, would prove that she's sucking someone else's piece. There you go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, bit about the uh, guy hanging out the window going, woo, 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 with uh, Eddie Murphy from Delirious. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, but he's talking about gay, gay cops. Going, he was making like a gayer, oh, okay. noise. Cool, but cool. It's, uh, I don't know. It just made me think of that. No, it's good to know. That's yeah. Thanks, man. <coughs> yeah, your choice. Also, I don't think the Mexicans are going to get the contract on building the wall that's obviously going to go to the Chinese. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They've got wall building experience. No, he wants first generation. Well, to, no, to uh, he to wants Mexicans people to die in the wall. Only Chinese will do that. Mexicans <laughs> won't die in the wall. That's true, and like uh, that. Chinese, they died, the whole railroad thing, man, they just, they'd blast like through, they'd blast through mountains, they'd be like, oh, we just lost a bunch of, in fact, this is a crazy thing that happened, this has nothing to do with your set, but they did this to Chinese people when they were making the trains, is when they were going through, like, big tunnels and stuff, and they didn't have enough money to pay them, they'd just blow it up so they'd all die inside of it, so they wouldn't have to pay them, so they'd do all the work. Classic and comedy. Classic Americans, you know, white guys yeah. being dicks. And so that's, uh, they would, instead of paying them, they just blow them up in the mind and go, oops, what an accident. How terrible. Yay, 1850s. Sorry, back to Jonathan Ortiz's joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the thing about um, the, uh, the, the, the cops taking bribes, yeah. uh, I don't like have like a specific setup for this, but like, there, you know, have you heard about the, um, the civil forfeiture thing that we have here? It's like cops, if, you're, if they pull you over and they, they can ask you, you know, are you carrying any cash on you? And you, and you say yes. They're legally allowed to take it. What? Yeah. yeah no, it's it true. Like a $50, 000, uh, uh, 5, 
I, I don't know what the limit is, but it's still ridiculous that they can even do that. But I just think that there's like a, some kind of parallel yeah. l- uh, line it's to be drawn. It, it, like right, like so maybe just you know the Mexican cops they're just totally upfront about how they're bilking you. They didn't make a law to try and um, uh, legitimize it. Right, right. Yeah. Did they give it back to you? Uh, no, they don't have to. Because the same thing is, can't they take your car? Like, if you're at a stoplight and a policeman runs up and he's like, I need your car! They're, they're allowed to, like, take a lot, like, not just money. They can they can just, like, take uh, property, too. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. What's the terminology? What's uh, civil forfeiture. Yeah, there's, there's a John Oliver bit about it, or episode from his HBO show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, that's a really good. That's the best resource, probably. Cool, thanks, you guys. One second, Johnny. One more thing. I think you gotta you gotta find which joke you expect the laugh to come on, which word you expect the laugh to come on, and move it closer to the end. Okay. That's like you you'll say something and we'll all get it, but then you'll kind of keep on talking and <laughs> oh. take the thunder out of your joke. Okay. Choose so yeah, choose your word to punctuate. Yeah. I'll listen S- to says it. the FBI agent oh. Yuri Mikolevsky as he comes <laughs> up to the mic. <laughs> He's a fucking narc today. He's a chicken narc. <laughs> Yay, Jonathan Ortiz! Jonathan Ortiz! Yeah! Alright, your next comedian. Uh, very funny lady. She's been having amazing sets here at uh, all of our shows Clubhouse, Happy Hour, the whole deal. Put your hands together right now. It's Mary Goss. I'm so nice. You bled for us. We're doing great things here at Muni Radio. Um, what did I want to work on today? Oh, um, have you ever been negged and catcalled at the same time? Because I just did. It was very exciting. I was walking between OMG and Brainwash, like, obviously. Um, <laughs> and uh, this guy just, like, walks walks by me and doesn't really pause or anything. He just, like, looks at me and is just like, you don't know you're beautiful. <laughs> and I was just like, that is wrong. <laughs> and very rude, honestly. I don't know what it is about me that people just, like, see that I'm carrying myself. Like, I'm w- just looking to be struck down by lightning at any moment. Um, and I sound like I'm on the verge of tears all the time. <laughs> But I actually have very, very high self-esteem. And the reason I have very high self-esteem is because, and this is part of a longer joke that everyone's heard, so I'm not going to go through it, but I got hot very suddenly. So that's when you know that you get hot. Like, if it happens gradually, it's just like the frog in the water and the boiling and shit. You don't know. You don't know. But when it happens all at once, there are a lot of things that happen, like, very differently in your life that were not before. <laughs> and it's super exciting. Like, I don't pay for coffee most of the time. I just don't pay. Yeah, if you if I go into a place long enough and pay for coffee, uh, then I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> like, it, it becomes a pay-as-you-go thing. Um, and then, what was the other thing I forgot? Because I just wrote it. Um, oh, a lot of people just try to talk to you about, like, really mundane bullshit that they weren't trying to talk to you before. Like, strangers will just be like, so, like this weather exists. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, oh, these are a lot of conversations I was not having while I was an ugly person. Like, this is a big time bummer. I don't have time for this shit in my life. Um, The other thing is that people started uh, acting like I was stupid, just off the bat. (laughs) And uh, that that was the one where I was just like, nice. (laughs) Like, 
I am definitely a hot girl now. Like people just automatically assume that I'm stupid. It's so good. It's so good. What else did I want to work on? To oh, I've been uh, making some new friends lately. Are we happy for me? Thank you. I have made some new friends. And friendship or any sort of relationship is really just a way for me to like, the beginning part is just me waiting it out to see when I can start being as obnoxious as I possibly can. <laughs> Um, so I got to that point recently, like, uh, my house has a no shoe, um, policy because we're not fucking animals. Um, people don't wear their shoes in the house. So then when people are like, if I'm like hanging out with a new friend, like it gets to the point where we're hanging out on purpose and then they're leaving. Um, I like to do this thing where I will just, they're trying to put on their shoes and I will take them and I will throw them as far as I possibly can multiple times and that is how I make new friends that one's not working yet I'm gonna figure that one out but thank you for going on this journey with me that sounds about right um, yeah no I think that was yeah that was pretty much all I wanted to work on today so I'm doing good thanks I know it's hard to be smart and hot at the same time. It's confusing for a lot of people. It's I so think. exhausting. They don't. They don't. <laughs> 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 Comments. Jenny, find a find a microphone. There we go. Back plugged in. I think you should you should explain more why like someone saying you don't know you're beautiful is nagging and a uh, compliment because uh, I think there's like something really funny you can say about that how like people think that that's a compliment and it's not uh, although actually I think I might have seen a bit about that but like the bit was very accurate and I feel like there's a lot more you can say about that um, yeah anyone else want it? You don't know you're beautiful I think that's a One Direction lyric I don't know how I know that. <laughs> You could, so. you could maybe, <laughs> probably, that's a good point. They didn't coin it, I'm sure. Okay, all right. That's, that's valid. That could be in there, though. That, that was your favorite part of his compliment yeah. slash nig. Or, like, he, he could be saying, he's like, you're insecure, but, like, it's like a homeless guy yelling at That, that microphone over there by the boys is mighty empty. There's the, the girl side that's going off, but the guys, you're just all looking at each other. No one has problems with being too hot. You guys don't relate to that at all? It's not happening with you? So, I, I, I don't know. With my experience, <laughs> which is not much, uh, like, I guess it, it's going to depend where you start this, this bit about you being hot. I think you're going to lose... I think you're gonna lose about 50% of the men, 50% of the women, because they're just gonna hate on you. Like, you're on stage talking about how hot you are. You have a whole bit about how hot you are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think, just keep that in mind. That's all. Yeah, no, that I was waiting. I was waiting for the critique that I'm not hot enough to be making that joke, um, <laughs> which is personal taste. It's fine, but I do. It's part of a longer bit I have about like old money versus new money hotness. So I go into it a little bit easier usually than just being like, "So I'm hot, friends." Um, I would. Uh, uh, I agree with him in the way, like, even if I see a guy go up there and start talking about, you know, how much pussy he gets or how much doing whatever, it's just like, I'm shutting the fuck out and watching my phone. Uh, I think you should turn the hotness into a question, like, am I hot? These things are happening. Is this why? Is this what happens to a hot girl? 
um, like kind of play up the insecurity a little bit. I could, but that drives me bonkers though because well, everyone uh, like I don't know. I mean, there's that's part of that's what I. Means, right, you're gonna lose some people on that. Maybe. Yeah. Well, but maybe if you go to the whole thing about if you start with your hot and then talk about how you're a hot 12 year old and you like throw in a pedophile <laughs> joke. I love my pedophile jokes. Be like, jokes. it takes you know, it's a certain, it's a, it's a taste thing. It's a what's it called? You're an acquired taste. It's the tw- your 12 year old hot. Um, I think that you did a really good job leading in by saying how you carry yourself and your voice. So I think you did a good job leading in, and the fact that there's something missing, I think that we're just missing that link, but I think it's great. I don't think you should worry about losing people on that, personally. Um, and if you, uh, even if you bail on it or whatever, keep the part somewhere about the always sounding like you're on the verge of tears. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. I think you're plenty hot to do that without losing anybody. I just want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but FBI you, don't, you don't you don't only get the the sugar, you also get the salt, but you don't dress like a hot girl. So that I feel like has to come into it. I usually only do that joke when I'm dressed like a hot girl, but I'm trying to work on it now. Yeah. Some people think that the Martha Stewart ponytail, dirty girl, like making hanging out in the backyard barn with the goats is a cute look. Yeah. I'm down. She, Mar- put on, she put on mascara. What the fuck do you guys want? What's wrong? Mary, if you just own it, like, I don't think you should worry at all about it. With the, like, I'm hot. If you're, like, up there, like, yeah, I'm hot. Fuck you. And you just own it. I don't think you're going to alienate anybody. Just, like, commit to it 100% you got it. It's true. She's so cute. How could you not like Mary Goss? <laughs> exactly. Everybody clap. How can you not love Mary Goss? Yay! Let's keep this vagina train rolling with another female comedian. Excited stuff. Uh, I actually, she's she's not, hasn't been in comedy long, but is wowing audiences all over the Bay Area, especially in San Francisco. Put your hands together. It's Jenny Hogan. Yay! Uh, so I saw that you can get these like smart vibrators, which are vibrators that will connect to the Wi-Fi and then take your data and figure out like kind of what works for you and then feed it back to you. So I was like, okay, I definitely want to get one. <laughs> but then I was like, actually, I don't want to have all of my entertainment depend on Wi-Fi, you know? <laughs> like, that's the issue with it. <laughs> um, because what do I do if there's an earthquake, you know? Like, as it is right now, in the event of an earthquake, like if all the power goes down, I still have my battery-powered vibrator. Uh, so I can do that for like a couple hours, but um, I don't know about this Wi-Fi vibrator. So I, uh, I tried to delete my Facebook recently. When you try to delete your Facebook, they make you wait 30 days, uh, which means that like deleting your Facebook is as hard as buying a gun. <laughs> and uh, I think it's like pretty appropriate, to be honest. I think the reasons are good. So I'll start by saying that I don't think people should be able to buy guns under any circumstances. I'm very liberal. I would only support gun use in the event that the gun were being used to abort a baby. Um, but uh, other than that, they make you wait 30 days because you might be like in a fit of like suicidal rage or like homicidal rage or something and they want you to cool down. And so I think it's appropriate because I think people delete their Facebooks for the same reasons, you know? Like anytime I've tried to delete my Facebook, it's because I post a status that I think is like extremely witty and it does not get the like count it deserves. <laughs> and then I'm like, you bitches are gonna fucking miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> um, so I actually, do you guys ever like go through your own Facebook pictures and then like imagine that it's like a person you like going through all your Facebook pictures and then get like really turned on? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, me neither. So, <laughs> um, so I am not, I wouldn't describe myself as like an extremely sexual person, like I, other than the Wi-Fi vibrator thing, but I, I'm more into like the Wi-Fi part of it, to be honest, the data collection. Um, I, I like sex, I don't love sex, like I don't have sex for like the sake of sex really, like I usually have like a good reason for it, like if I really like someone, um, or if I want to test out whether or not my IUD is working, uh, <laughs> you know. But I, uh, I, the last person, I, I haven't had sex in a while, the last person I had sex with was my ex-boyfriend like eight months after we broke up, and the thing is that like, I have been single for a while and I'm pretty concerned that it, like at kind of the rate I was going, if I stayed single for too long, I would have just had sex with like way too many people. So I decided I should only have sex with people I've already had sex with basically, like they all got <laughs> grandfathered in. Um, <laughs> but like everyone else, like no one knew. So uh, I don't mind that I like haven't had sex, as I said, not super sexual. But I will say my only concern is that it's gonna be like a gap in my resume and that like the next time I wanna have sex with someone, they're gonna be like, do you even still have these skills? <laughs> Like, do you even still, like, I don't know, like, things have changed. Like, the girls coming out of college today um, are giving much more efficient blowjobs, uh, <laughs> aided by technology. They're just getting through it much faster. Um, what else was I was going to talk about? Okay, so I, uh, I play with my hair a lot, and uh, maybe you've noticed this if you've ever looked at me, which I would recommend doing. Uh, <laughs> and people, like, kind of get nervous by this. They think that I have, like, some kind of anxiety disorder, and people wonder, like, you know, if I'm uh, on the edge of a nervous breakdown or if I'm fine. And like, the truth is I'm both. Like, there's no reason why you can't exist on the edge of a nervous breakdown. Like, I've been doing it for years and it's going great. Uh, I will say, I think I'm getting carpal tunnel from playing with my hair too much. Uh, and I went to like the doctor about this because I'm a hypochondriac and she was like, are you sure, like, do you type all day? And I was like, yeah, I type all day, but it like mostly works, hurts when I'm like playing with my hair. Um, and then she was like, you should probably see a psychiatrist about this. There's nothing I can do to help you. All right, I'm gonna work on that one. <laughs> Jenny Hogan! I've seen it. You're trying to develop a small dreadlock in the back of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute. It's like you're it's like the, a white non-appropriation. You're not appropriating the dreadlocks. I like it. Uh, I really like the thing about the smart vibrator. I thought that was a funny concept. I thought maybe uh, you could have more fun with it by saying that you actually did try it and uh, it was great at first, but then like you got distracted because you started browsing the internet on it and just kind of <laughs> you lost it. Or maybe there'd be something about, but I already spent all this money on that on an emergency hand crank vibrator that's in my earthquake kit. Somewhere <laughs> <laughs> along those lines. Wow, yeah, the like hand a- crank vibrator is awesome. <laughs> um, this, I mean, and you don't have to like talk about everything if you don't have particular material on it, but I thought it was interesting, and I don't know if there's a space to explain that you start off your set talking about how important it would be to have a yeah. vibrator on you at all times and then segue into, but I'm not a very sexual person. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, there's obviously a difference between, you know, wanking it and, and a- having sex with someone, but, um, but I think that's... Interesting. Another thing, I think that the uh, the gun joke is is really funny, and obviously in this room, it doesn't matter. But do you think you will always want to set it up with your particular political statement? Because it's, I mean, you know, if if it's important to you, I would never say don't do it. But you're just gonna that ship's gonna sail for (laughs) half the people in in most other. Are are you saying the abortion joke? I, well, yeah, I mean, I don't believe in guns and then into the abortion thing, which is on a T-shirt. You know, I mean, it is it is a joke. Kelsey Grammer got in trouble for wearing that T-shirt. Huh. People, uh, Yeah, Frazier, believe it or not. He said it said, like, guns, 
would it bother them more if we used them for abortions? Um, I didn't so. know that. Yeah, I just Joey you know, Avery with his pulse on America. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. If you guys want to know what's going on, you come talk to me. <laughs> all right. Uh, the uh, and even funnier, that you've got it takes it only takes five days to get a gun, but it takes thirty days to get rid of your Facebook. Yeah, uh, actually, I thought the time I was wrong. Anybody cheering for Facebook? If you want to know how to get rid of a Facebook page, immediately see me after. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out. Um, and then uh, there's with the hair tick thing with the pulling your hair. There's room for a callback in there about the vibrator. I don't know what, yeah, but uh, yeah, there's there's it's the same thing. It's uh, yeah 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 exactly yeah cool perfect yeah. And it makes sense because you're pulling your own hair and you like to use a vibrator, but you don't consider yourself a sexual person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet you're pulling your own hair okay. and using a vibrator. I see, I see yeah, there we go. I'm seeing, I'm seeing it come together. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm <It's> <laughs> Except you're coming alone. <laughs> All right. Madison looks like she has some com comments here. Oh, I was just thinking that for the vibrator joke, you could talk about... Um, using it while you wait for the rescuers to get to you after an earthquake, so you have a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> well, that's cute. I was going to say, just uh, instead of saying a couple of hours, you could just make it like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Just to uh, know, because, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> the solar flare is coming. Clap wildly for Ginny Hogan. He's the one with the pulse on America. Your next comedian, a very funny man. Put your hands together. It's Joey Avery. Yeah, stay in touch because I'm on Facebook, Tim, you non-believer. Um, man, this is exciting. I haven't done comedy in like over a week, which is weird. It sucks. It's way better doing comedy, but I went to Coachella and then I got super sick and I didn't want to give you guys illness through microphones, so... I'm fucking back. Um, had a cool experience this weekend, though. I went to Dolores Park for the first time. I'd never been there. I'd never been. I know. I'm a fucking asshole. But I finally went, and it was amazing. I didn't know there was a whole ecosystem of, like, characters that lived there. There's, like, coconut rum guy, and there's the guys that sell the edibles. And then you guys know sunblock guy? Have you, fuck sunblock guy, all right? I have a problem with sunblock guy. Like, I, if you don't know, basically he has like a tool belt full of sunblock and he wears like this little kind of like banana hammock thing, these kind of hot pants, which I totally get is fine, but the problem is he's not selling sunblock, he's selling dick, all right? Which is fine, I get it, I've been selling dick for 25 years, it's a hard thing to sell, all right? The market is not always ripe for dick, you have to get creative. I get that, but don't go around masquerading as some sort of fucking melanoma-curing superhero, all right, when really you're just trying to get your bone wet. All right, I understand that, but I just find it disgusting. Like, I was watching, he wasn't even selling it. Like, he'd go up to a group of girls and just basically start spraying them and talking to them and kind of seeing, like, am I going to get sprayed? Do I get to move in with lotion? Do I get to go hands-on? I just found it very creepy. I don't know what his final move is. Does he, like, as he's, like, massaging someone, go up behind him and just be like, you want to get some shade? <laughs> you want to get out of here? And then he goes and they make love and he just jizzes all over their back and slowly rubs it in. <laughs> says something clever like, not so cold now, is it? Um, 
Yeah, I think he's coming on back. So I think that's his whole thing. It's the whole Freudian thing. He used to go on beach trips with his parents. Um, I don't know. Isn't that why this total side project? But isn't that why people say that people get foot fetishes? Is because, like, the first thing you see is your mother's feet, and then... That's what I heard uh, from an unreliable source. Ooh, I have a foot fe- Well, I'm actually, I'll tell that. This I wasn't planning to tell this story, but my, uh, my girlfriend's past roommate was dating this guy. Seemed like a totally normal guy. Not that there's anything wrong with having a foot fetish, but... He would always ask her to see her feet when she would come home from work, and he would get very angry if she would wear any nail polish other than pink or red. He was a very specific foot fetish guy, and if they were having sex and he couldn't get off, he'd literally just go, stop, and he would crawl down and just shove her feet in his mouth and just blow immediately. (laughs) Isn't that so strange? I always thought having a foot fetish would be such an easy thing because, like, oh, yeah, you're on the bus. Like, sick, I have a boner, you know? Like, I, it seemed like it would be so easy. You don't have to work that hard. But I didn't realize that you had to care about toenail polish and a whole litany of things. Um, oh, fuck that story. But uh, the other place that I, I went this weekend, I've been here many times, but I was at the Palace of Fine Arts. And every time I go, I'm always blown away because it's such a beautiful place, you know, and the architecture is so interesting and it's ornate. But it bums me out because I'm like, they used to spend so much time. Like on the architecture, they, they put buckles on the sandal straps of every angel in the whole thing, you know. Like We don't build things like that anymore, and that always bums me out. I'm like, man, have we sacrificed art for efficiency totally? And then I realized I think mostly our taste probably just changed because if I hired someone to like build me a house and I got back and he was like, yeah, man, I got really artistic with it. I've been really into fat babies draped in linen playing piccolos recently. <laughs> so I made you a few of those and I really fuck with gargoyles. All right. I would be horrified and I would send him to the police. Uh, okay. Thank you, guys. Take Aficionado of architecture. All right, comments. Get to some microphones. Tim Pizza has something to say. I think it'd be funny if some block guy was at the Palace of Fine Arts too. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there you go. Yeah, Mike might come back through. Yeah, yeah, just spraying gargoyles. Cool. Anything else? Joey, Avery's nope. jokes are perfect, but we have things else. I'm not sure else. if you know that the Palace of Fine Arts is a replica. That's right. Yeah, the they, from the initial Fair. World's Fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's still could, could be. I mean, still yeah, same it's the same thing, because whenever you see a church or whenever you see an old building, you're like, man, this is really cool, but we're, yeah. I was totally having the same thought about Sunblock Guy last time I was there. Um, it'd be it'd be funny to describe him a bit more because he is like in a speedo and he's yeah. strapped with sunscreen like it's a holster. Yeah. Um, give us the visual a little more, but maybe also you're like so annoyed with him, you like get Sunblock from him so you see like his style. Move. And you're just like yeah, see what yeah. he actually does, and you know details <laughs> about what he does. Right. That would be funny. Oh, that means so maybe he's going coming into on like, my back. and then he and then he comes on. Pe- yeah. Plot well, you twist. said you said the babies with the piccolos. He might play his dick like a little piccolo, like if, as, <laughs> as if a baby, as if a baby swathed in cloth was playing a piccolo, which was his dick. You know, I had never planned right for these two to go together <laughs> so well, but maybe they do. Um, 
I was at Dolores Park this weekend too, and I learned that the guy with the truffles, he has like 300 Yelp reviews. Damn. And I don't know if the Sunblock guy's got a Yelp, but oh, he's got he's like hashtag Sunblock guy. Uh, okay, it could be interesting to like yeah. delve into the reviews on that. Guy. Yeah, I should tell people to tweet hashtag Sunblock guy came on my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys. All right, Joey Avery, yay! He can afford Coachella. He has a real job. That's really exciting. All right. <laughs> he, he does have a real job. I think he sells things or something. Your next comedian is exclamation point awesome, and uh, he runs a show called Hired Killers that he does all over. Uh, you know, the city, but sometimes here at Mutiny Radio. Very funny guy. Put your hands together. It's Ben Lupinetti. Hey, hey, hey. Having a foot fetish sounds super fun. I'm going to check that out. I, uh, Ginny, I think you're talking about you're not, like, super stoked on sex in general. I'm not anymore, really. I think I'm done. I'm 27. I'm done with all that. But I feel like working feet in there in a really weird way could kind of, I don't know, that's the complexity I'm looking for right now. I'm also conflicted about how hot I am, you guys. Good timing. I, uh, all right, here's what I want to talk about. I was, uh, about two years ago, I was coming out of a taco shop, and there's a guy panhandling outside the place. And I had an extra dollar left over for my taco, so I gave it to him, and I walked on. But as I was walking away, my buddy was with me. He says to me, hey, why'd you give that guy your money? You know he's just going to spend that on drugs. And I said, well, in all fairness, I was just going to spend that money on drugs, too. <laughs> Wasn't going to get a lot of drugs for them, but... Okay, so here's what I want to talk about. I did that bit at Brainwash like two years ago, year and a half ago, and after I got off stage, Eric Krasner pulled me aside and he's like, hey, you know, that's a Greg Giraldo bit. Greg Giraldo does that joke. Greg Giraldo, he was a comic, he was really well liked, but he died a little while back. So that unnerved me, that made me feel bad. It's like, did I steal a joke from Greg Giraldo? And I thought about it, and no, I've actually never seen Greg Giraldo's stand-up. I'm, I know what the guy looks like, I'm pretty sure I remember if I saw one of his sets, I'm pretty sure I did not steal that joke from Greg Giraldo. So after a time, I started doing it again. I'm doing the, the, I'd spend that money on drugs too, Joe. And I'm loving it. And the audiences are loving it, as you did. That was the correct response. <laughs> but then, a couple months after that, I was watching a YouTube video of a comedian named Steve Austin. Not wrestler, bald guy Steve Austin. Long hair, scrawny, Scottish guy Steve Austin. And he's doing this bit, and in the middle of it, he has this kind of, basically a throwaway line about... Uh, this guy who asked why I gave money to a panhandler who's just going to spend that money on drugs. And he's like, well, so was I. And then he moves on. So there's that joke again. And here's the thing. I couldn't be sure, but I think maybe 
I saw that video of Steve Austin like years and years back before I even started doing stand-up for the first time. So the question is, did that little throwaway line in the middle of his thing go into my brain and just like get there and then it laid eggs and then they stayed dormant for a while until they hatched and I was like, I've got an idea. Great joke I came up with. Maybe? And I was curious other comics, if you've ever had experiences like that, if you've ever wondered if a joke of yours was really yours, if you'd ever been led to doubt the originality of something you came up with, because this is how the human mind works. We're very good at remembering stories, but where we lack is remembering where we heard stories for the first time. So there is this possibility that you're going to pick something up and it's going to stay with you and then it's going to come out and you're not going to remember that you got it from somewhere else. You're going to think it's yours. Dane Cook got in trouble for ripping off Louis C.K. for also talking about having a really itchy asshole. Carlos Mencia got in trouble for lifting jokes. Robin Williams was accused of stealing material from other comics. So what's up with that? <laughs> Discuss. Open open town hall. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, it's so obvious. Oh well thanks, that makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think it's theft or or stealing, but there's I mean you, there's a lot of paths to get to the same things when you're trying to be funny and you're thinking about the same things and hundreds of thousands of people are seeing the same thing happen. So yeah. I wouldn't worry about that. But usually when you find out it's already been done, you're like, Oh shit, I gotta do something more intricate that has not... Well, yeah, because that's one thing that occurs to me is even if I can feel confident that I didn't steal this joke from this guy, it's like the fact that somebody else did come up with it, that probably means it's it's not that precious to me in particular as a joke. That means it, it's a joke that other people could have and did come up with, so... I thought that chastity pelt was the smartest thing I'd ever come up with till I've heard now. I mean, I've been doing comedy for, for almost the five years. The chastity belt? You chastity thought that was pelt. your idea? No, chastity pelt. pelt. In that you grow your pubic hair out enough and it's a chastity pelt because no one wants to fuck you. Oh, that's very common. I thought I was, oh, I'm like, I'm a genius. I'm the smartest person alive. And I've heard like six other people do the same joke. That joke was on the soup. Oh, no. Joke was on the soup, y'all. Oh, shit. See, and I don't, ever, I don't even have a TV, so I didn't get it from there. But it's in the cultural gestalt. And when it's in there... It comes to you when you think you're a genius, but it it could just be that everybody's come up with it. I don't yeah. know. It's too yeah. easy. Cultural it's zeitgeist, Pam. Cultural. When you make another person cry because you cried. Glad we got that cleared up. Thank God. Um, yeah, food for thought. So I don't know. I I think I'm I'm, I'm just gonna stay like done with that bit. But I just I think it's I think it's a fascinating thing to think about because obviously we I think we all want to be as original as we possibly can be but but that there there's the deeper question in any art is there anything really new that you can do or has it all is there some are we all just like doing variations on the past this is like i, I ben, feel like i'm right in the end of the great gatsby or something ben it is it is really deep but here's the thing it all comes down to we're all we're all speaking english right now so we're using the same 26 letters to shove them together to form words to make pictures in people's heads and it's all derivative it's exactly all i thought i came up with the letter d <laughs> i thought that was mine <laughs> Turns out, Bill Hicks had a whole oh. set where he uses the letter D like 50 times. <laughs> See, there's your joke. 
You have a minute and 15 left, but also for comments, that's it, and then we got to move on. But you still have a minute and 15. <coughs> um, I'm not going to subject you guys to what's on my hand. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm going to spend the next minute thanking you. You guys, you're great. Uh, I love your jacket. So blue. Okay. I'm not really doing this. Wait Thanks, guys. So wait, 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 no, 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 Trina had something to say. Trina, Trina wanted to say something, and then she slunk down underneath like a Muppet. Like, what happened? Are you a puppet? Or did say the thing? No, no, no. She doesn't want to say. She doesn't want to say. It's okay. Okay, it's okay. Clap again for Ben. Yay! All right. You don't have to work anymore. The comments are done because we only have 25 minutes left, which means we're going to do lightning three-minute sets for the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight comics so we can get everybody in. When you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Allison Hooker. Hey, guys. On my way here, I uh, gave a homeless man a dollar, and uh, someone was with me, and they were like, don't you know he's going to spend it on drugs? <laughs> And I was like, whatever, I did drugs through that dollar. <laughs> I was going to give it to him, but he left. Uh, so like Pam said, my name's Allison Hooker. And that's spelled just like the profession, something she loves. She loves to point that out. <laughs> and it's always been a fun conversation starter. You know, like when I was awkwardly in junior high, I had like frizzy bangs and crooked teeth. I stopped playing Foursquare and started plucking my eyebrows. I thought boys were cute that had all their grown-up teeth in. <laughs> I wore a training bra to support the nipples that had come in. <laughs> I was jealous of people with boobs. I just had swollen nipples. I'm still kind of jealous. I was trying to like smack my titties on a guy's face the other night. He fucking broke his nose on my chest bone. <laughs> but in junior high, I had to write my first initial and last name on my gym clothes. So it just said, a hooker, <laughs> down the leg of my pants and across my nipply chest. <laughs> they teased me. They teased me so much, my gym teacher gave me new clothes and told me to write something else. So I wrote The Hooker. Because <laughs> I loved the sexual attention. Like, I've always been horny. Jenny, you mentioned that a friend of yours, or that uh, you like the vibrator that keeps track, you know? But you're worried about if there's ever an earthquake and you don't have the internet. Uh, a friend of mine the other day told me that she can no longer give herself an orgasm without the help of a vibrator. Oh, I and I, really? Yeah. Oh, because my hand and I have a great relationship. <laughs> like, I sometimes will like, <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> like, whisper to it. It's like, we're one in the same. <laughs> so I was thinking of inventing something that's like an e-vibrator, kind of like the e-cigarette, you know, that just like starts like super crazy and rough, like women have gotten too used to. And then over time, it's just like the soft, ten like s gentle touch of a finger. Because, yeah, it's a good relationship. Um, anyways, I actually would love a little bit of feedback. So if I could just give my last minute to that, that'd be cool. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, she wants guys. a minute of feedback. Yay! <laughs> I thought your riffing was extraordinary. You didn't mean to do all that stuff. That was all like off the dome, yeah? Yeah. So that was nice because you've talked all about the vibrator stuff from before and kept it all going. I'm, I'm down.
I think the idea of a vibrator that teaches you to like enjoy sex again is hilarious. Like it doesn't just have to be like your hand, but like the vibrator then like starts to act like a penis. You know, or for like women who like only like vibrators, not sex, and like sometimes the vibrator will just like kind of like give out. You know, in the middle and that kind of thing to just like retrain women to like get used to sex. It falls asleep right afterwards, like a real man. hooker thing but I feel like you could go with that just like I'm not just any hooker like I am the hooker that's true yeah okay hey hooker you hooker she's <laughs> me from the that didn't work I was gonna try to rhyme something for you other comments uh, it's kind of dumb but I was thinking maybe you could say you walked home in your gym clothes and got picked up for solicitation oh that's ah. cute that's true that's funny <laughs> yeah Sweet, clap wildly, everybody. Allison Hooker! Thanks, guys. She's our hooker. That's right. Mutiny Radio's own. Your next comedian is in the Witness Protection Program, or he and Agent Mulder have a date later. Uh, put your hands together. It's Yuri Mikulevsky! I got, uh, I'm wearing sunglasses because I got that eye surgery oh, where they, yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. I just wanted to have a good reason why. I've been here for two hours, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to take them off an hour, 25 minutes in. <laughs> hey, hooker. I wish I had your sex life. <laughs> like, I knew that about you when I saw the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> The back of the head has a really good sex life. I can, uh, I can tell. <laughs> oh my God! Thank God you found the joke out of that one because I fucking couldn't. <laughs> oh man! At least I could tell that you're a girl with a sense of humor. Um. All right. Anybody offended yet? Let's do a quick check. No, not yet. Fuck. Um. I need Zach Wiseman. What was I going to talk about? I was going to talk about the fact that I am Russian. I was born in Russia. I came here when I was seven years old in 1993. And uh, my family's name was spelled in Russian, like most people that live there. And uh, it was the job of the lady of the green, at the green card office to translate our name from the Cyrillic to the English. Um, she had some fun with that. She was a sassy black lady. She gave us a few le extra letters. But the worst thing was that um, my dad's name, his name is Simon, or Simeon in Russian. She changed that. Um, so in Russian, it's spelled C, which is an S, E, M, another E with two dots, that's a Yo, and N. And she translated that to be S-E-M-E-N. No. So problem number one is my father's semen. Um, problem number two is that Russians don't, they don't really have middle names. We have patronyms. So instead of using, like, in place of middle name, you would have Alexei Arkadyevich, blah, blah, blah. Arkadyevich is the name of the father, Arkady. So whenever I filled out my school forms, I would write Yuri Seaman Michalevsky. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that until I was 12 years old. <laughs> Some of you are wondering, why'd you stop? 
Well, I took a health class. <laughs> I remember that day very clearly. I came home and I showed my father the textbook, the health textbook, and I tried to explain to him what his name meant. That I said, Dad, your name is the liquid in which man's seed is delivered. And uh, he laughed a while. He only spoke Russian then. And uh, he didn't change it for another five years. <laughs> which I feel puts my father and uh, my daddy. Well, when I was a really, really little boy, when I was like four or five, uh, all my cousins were, were girls. They were eight, nine, ten-year-old girls. And their favorite thing to do was to put me in their little dresses. I was their little doll. I loved it, loved it so much. And uh, my dad would come home and see this, and he would start yelling, Stop dressing him! You're gonna turn him into a faggot! And he was right. <laughs> I don't know how those dresses did it. <laughs> Allison, how did those beautiful floral patterns convince me to love the flavor of cum. <laughs> Don't you love it? It's so good, right? It's so good. It combines my two favorite tastes in the world, cheap oysters and zinc lozenges. <laughs> Sometimes a little bitter almond, no? <laughs> Allison, I'm so glad you're here. The first time, <laughs> the first time I gave a guy a blowjob, I spit it out in a trash can. He said, Yuri, you're not supposed to do that. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't find the compost. <laughs> 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 Thanks very much. Yay! Yuri! Mikulevsky! Lots of extra letters. Uh, this is the night of everybody having the same jokes. I actually have a joke about spitting cum into the compost, too. I wrote that joke about two and a half years ago. <laughs> Everyone's doing the same. It's just, it just keeps going around and around. Your next comedian, put your hands together. It's Jeff Dean. Hey, guys. I'm, uh, I'm missing college a lot lately. I graduated about a year and a half ago, and it's tough. I don't feel like an adult whatsoever. Um, like, I'll go home, and I'm, I'm from Reno, and just getting out of Reno uh, and living in San Francisco, I feel like, is, is an accomplishment. So I'm puffing my chest a little bit, and I'm like, I see my friends, and they're like, oh, Jeff, I'm a, I'm a homeowner. I just bought a home. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. I, um, I just moved into a living room. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, and they're like, yeah, Jeff, I'm, uh, I'm remodeling. I'm pretty exciting. I'm getting, I'm getting new wood floors, and I'm like, yeah, I... I just bought a new curtain uh, that I use for a wall. It's great. It's thick, so you have no idea what's going on back there. No silhouettes. That's pretty exciting. Um, I still, I also, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. I'm 25. I feel like it's a, it's a struggle. Um, so, I kind of want to open a bar, but I feel like I want to, I want, I want a bar where I can relate to the people, you know. So I. I only want to allow people in if they can show me that they have a a withdrawal notice, an overwithdrawal notice from their bank within like the last two weeks, or less than twenty-five dollars in their bank account total. Um, and then I, I, you know, I pitched the idea, and someone was like, "Jeff, that's not going to be very profitable if no one has any money." And I was like, "Well, 
at least I'll always be able to get into my own bar. That's exciting. Um, and you, you know, I was thinking, this isn't a very seasonal joke, but I was thinking about Santa Claus the other day, and I just feel like they didn't tell the whole story with that guy. And I think that's maybe why I stopped believing so early. Um, like, what was he like when he was a kid? What was his quarter-life crisis like? What was Santa like when he was 25? And, I th and it comes up with some pretty weird scenarios. Like, was, you know, he goes back home. He's talking to his friends from high school. They're all in college. And he's like, oh, man, you know, I just dropped out. I want to follow my passion. I don't really know what I want to do in my life. I'm not sure. But I just love putting a smile on little boys' and girls' faces, you know? <laughs> like, no one batted an eyebrow to that. And I was like, that's a little weird. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to start just traveling around the world breaking into people's houses at midnight and just giving children little gifts. It's going to be great. No one, no one said anything about that? I don't know. That's all I got for that one. If anybody has any feedback on that. All right, I'm done with that one. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Jeff Dean, painting Santa Claus as a pedophile. Yes. Oh, all right. Like, I, I mean, I, his penis must be huge because all the cold, I mean, if it still stays big around the, I don't know, <laughs> North Pole, I don't know. But uh, we really don't have time for comments because we have very little time. Your next comedian is Tim Pizza. No, no, I don't want it. Uh, I want to have a son. I want to be the coolest fucking kid in the world. Like, I'm going to make the subject that gives birth to him shave a lightning bolt in her, per uh, in her pubes and have a Mountain Dew wet birth. <laughs> He's going to be fucking buff, too. I'm going to give him a little solo flex. Pam knows what a solo flex is. You idiots don't. Uh, Trina might. <laughs> have two different color eyes. When he's old enough that I can find a shitbag tattoo artist, I'm going to make him get one of those cool knuckle tattoos, you know, like that says something. I was thinking sex farts. <laughs> be fucking awesome. We'll get him a pet wolf to follow him around. We'll get him a big-ass owl to carry him to school. And then at lunch, he'd break its neck and drink its blood. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no. Um, that's not really going anywhere. Uh, <coughs> I was hoping for feedback, but hey. Um, let's see here. I have, so I have a couple of Shark Tank pitches. Uh, first one is a vibrating tanning bed that you can jizz in. Wow. Uh, yeah, not a joke, just an idea. And the other one I call the Kitten Exchange. Um, it's a service that you sign up for. Um, it's easier if you get like a solid colored cat. Um, and you give these people a key to your house and you let them know, like you let them in on your Google Calendar, and basically they break in like every two months and swap your kitten out with one <laughs> for the same age. So you have a kitten that never grows up. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, that's the uh, kitten exchange. I'm going to be a fucking millionaire. Um, and before I go, I will uh, pitch you part of my uh, movie uh, called Paws of Justice. <laughs> it's a documentary about uh, talking dog cops. Uh, a couple scenes are like, uh, you know, the detective dog has got his paw in the poop and he tastes it and he's like, purebred, purebred Weimaraner, raw diet. <laughs> Lambert, quit dragging your ass on the carpet. This is a crime scene. <laughs> you have the right to sit. Stay. <laughs> Roscoe, you solved the case. The, the department acknowledged you as a good boy. 
Hey, buddy, why do they call us the boys in the blue? All I see is gray. (laughs) 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 Instead of cuffs, they use the neck cone. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be great. Uh, You're barking up the wrong tree, pal. Yeah, yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah. Um, You know, there's like the captain dog, you know, it's like, I got two days of retirement and me and Lucy are going to go down to Coney Island Island and roll in dead fish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So keeps going. Dog cops. Pause of justice. Uh, Come to theater soon. Thanks. I'm Timothy Pizza. of justice you can listen to timothy pizza's fefy podcast every monday from two to four you can find him on itunes and everywhere else listen to fifi yay your next comedian super funny has been studying uh many different films and being super funny lately and as always with or without a beard put your hands together it's stefan massey thank you um, I just want to start by commenting on this format because it reminds me of when I was in college and I took an advanced creative writing class um, and what would happen is everyone would write their own short story and then it would get workshopped but for the first like half hour of the workshopping the person who wrote the story was not allowed to say anything and I actually got um, backed into a corner by the teacher who told me that uh, I should withdraw from the class because I wasn't doing the assignments the way she wanted me to and so I wouldn't get a passing grade unless, or unless I just withdrew. Um, and like, I'm very glad that I that happened before um, it got to my turn for workshopping my story because I know that back then I would have just been like a ball of rage hearing everyone uh, tearing my shit apart. Um, <laughs> I've mellowed somewhat, just just like a, a really tiny bit. Okay, so there's like one small part of my brain that's still somewhat uh, primitive, caveman-like, and in in needing to uh, you know be the best about something, and that part is solely directed toward being able to get from point A to point B with the greatest haste possible, even if I don't have any particular reason to need to be there with any speed. Uh, But so, like, the other day I was with a friend of mine, and I'm, like, contemplating either, like, continuing on into the night with him or just calling it a night because I know this isn't really going to go anywhere, and uh, I decide to to, um, dip out. And so I check my phone, and I'm about a good mile or so, a good city mile away from the nearest BART station, and the train leaves in 10 minutes. So I just start going at a flat run. I just start booking it toward this BART station, and, like, I I would have actually made it. I mean, I I did catch the train, but... uh, (laughs) I did catch the train, but, like, I, I... there was no reason for me to go be going that fast. I, you know, I, I could have just had been very comfortable if I had just slowed down a bit. But no, I have to uh, just, you know, move as fast as I possibly can. So I get there. I sit down on the train. I'm sweating profusely. I'm not like I sweat at the drop of a hat. So I, I, I sit down and I put my headphones on and I close my eyes because if if I knew if I was forced to deal with any of my own thoughts or look at any of the other passengers, I'd be thinking about what a dick I was getting on a train knowing full well that I was about to start dripping sweat. I could feel it sliding down my face onto my shirt and I was stoned so I was hyper aware of every nook and cranny it was seeping into under my clothes and talking about it now I'm amazed I 
construct such a zen-like figure in my head, just thinking about all the gross salt water coming out of my body gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, all right, I'll leave you guys with this. So the, there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out uh, this summer. I'm pretty hyped for it. Um, but I don't think it really matters how good or bad it is because uh, they're bringing back ecto-cooler guys. If you were around, like, yeah, this, this guy knows. It's, it's basically, sorry? No, it's true. They're, it's coming back. It's not. They're not. The drink ecto cooler is coming back. Sorry. The drink is it yes. a drink. Yeah, but weirdly, they don't. They don't have none of the packaging has Slimer on it. But, oh. but they're still calling it ecto cooler. Yeah. But like, I, I just think it's so great that one of the most important permutations of high fructose corn syrup to ever grace the shelves of Kmart <laughs> will return to briefly deny, delight a new generation and then disappoint them by leaving for a couple decades like some kind of drinkable father figure. <laughs> I'm Stefan Massey. understood that, that Stephen Manny Massey ran like a six-minute mile to make a BART. That's insane. He ran a six-minute mile to catch a BART, so he'd have enough time to get his ticket and still get on the damn train. That's impressive. All right. We, this is terrible, because we only have time for like two more comedians. Uh, but uh, if we don't make it to Johnny, I will, um, I'll, I'll give you a pre-sign on Friday, or I'll pre-sign you for next week. I'll do whatever I can right now. Your next comedian is Ken Suzuki! Thank you. And I wish I'd been here earlier during the joke workshop when we were arguing about uh, which tragedy was worse, 9-11 or Sandy Hook. (laughs) I couldn't know. It was funny because when Joey Avery made the comment, well, 9-11 was more corporate. I was like, that's exactly what someone who went to Coachella would say. No, I love was where, what's next, what's next, Joey? Stories about Burning Man? And I don't, no offense to people that go, who enjoy Burning Man, but you do not, I'm sorry, you do not get to call your festival Burning Man if, by, if not by the end of it, you actually burn a man at the stake. I'm sorry, you want to burn civilization down so badly, start by sacrificing some of its representatives, (laughs) all right? Come on, we're in the Bay Area, there's a tech bro behind every corner, investment banker, venture capitalist, put your money where your mouth is. And it really, Sandy Hook or 9-11, which one is worse? Doesn't matter, we all know they were both false flags. (laughs) God damn it. All right, so Charles Darwin wrote The Theory of Evolution in 1859. And I think that was necessary for us to actually know that we were animals. Because the more I think about it, what we do, just look at the way we have sex, I would not think we're animals at all. What we do to each other is much more savage than something any animal could ever do. You don't hear of Jane Goodall, you don't, you've never heard of Jane Goodall documenting any cases of throat fucking among chimpanzees. <laughs> our closest genetic relatives. Nobody here has ever heard of cases of panda fisting. (laughs) And who here, who here has heard of any case of the wallaby (laughs) bukkake? Yes, there's tentacle porn out there, but they don't watch it. We do. It's us, not the octopi. All right, I'm going to skip the whole part about us being the only species that needs a safe word to work on the next one. So I do this bit last week, and another comment comes up to me, and Ken, but we're not the worst species. Look at the bonobos. Look at the bonobos. Don't tell me shit about the fucking bonos, bonobos. Ooh, they have orgies and do incest. Fucking amateurs. Until I hear stories of bonobos getting off to getting their balls stomped on, 
or even a simple bonobo airtight, don't tell me shit about the bonobos. The lion may be king of the jungle, but we are the freaks. Comedian of the night, a lovely lady. Everybody, put your hands together. It's Madison D. Hi. So my phone has been doing this fun thing where it dies randomly all the time. Like it doesn't matter if it says thirty percent or seventy-two percent. Um, the little battery sign is meaningless. So it means that every time I leave the house, it's an adventure because, like, I might you know, have the conveniences of modern technology or I might be left to rely on my wits and street smarts developed in suburban Minnesota. <laughs> so I'm pretty fucked. Um, so I recently realized that I have spent um, the past 20 years bathing myself and it has never occurred to me that I need to wash my asshole. <laughs> like nobody told me and just, you know, 20 years. <laughs> um, and I found out from a dude because <laughs> that was helpful. But then <laughs> he told me that I can't call him dude while he's washing my asshole. That's <laughs> the new rule for our relationship. Um, I have a weird housing situation, so right now I'm sort of looking for housing, and I saw this posting on Craigslist. It's a bus in Berkeley. Yeah, I mean, it'd be an adventure. It's only $700 a month plus chores, um, and I was like, okay, I can do chores. I'm, I'm good at chores, you know, like take out the trash, compost, recycle. They wanted you to mow the lawn and weed the garden, um, but the last one was my deal breaker. It was make the owner's bed 40, four to eight times per week. <laughs> that was my, yeah, right? Like what? Like, so maybe there's some days where she's going to go back to bed and then I have to make it again. And maybe some days she's going to stay in bed all day into the next day and then I don't have to make it. Um, so I don't know, but I was willing to do all that other stuff and pay $700. I was like, I'll even pay $800 a month and not make your bed. Cause like, your bed is weird and intimate and I don't know. And if you, if you don't want to make your bed, just don't make it. That's okay. <laughs> um, oh, good. <laughs> I'll take comments. Can I use my last minute for that? Sure, she can lose her last minute for comments. Everybody comments. Any comments? <laughs> comments, comments. Do we have any comments? Guys, there you go. There you go, Tim. There you go, Stefan. Yeah, uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, so, uh, like I just said, you could do a call back there at the end if you don't want to make your bed. You don't have to. Just like if you don't want to wash your asshole, you don't have to. Um, maybe a little more into this story, how with him teaching you, you need to clean your asshole. <laughs> I, I recently learned that um, when your asshole itches, that means because it's dirty. I didn't know that either. I didn't thought, I just thought, I'm like, I have such an itchy asshole, why? And then I realized it's because it's dirty. Really? I've you could even make I a did it, asshole lick. Oh. I didn't. I, no one licks my asshole. No wild bill. Thank you. I try to you keep could even like probiotics play super away. You dumb and make a punch out of that. Out. Some guy's just basically tricking you into anal. I was, I was going to say this. I was on the same yeah. lines right now. I was like, he was trying to fuck you in the ass, and then he's getting on your case about cleaning it. Well, whatever. <laughs> or no, he's, or I was thinking he was by fucking her ass, he's cleaning it. Okay. Yeah, it's like a scrubbing. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you got you to so clean that So he convinced shit. you he's going to give it a good cleaning. And you're yeah. like, what do you mean? 
Yeah. I, I'm supposed to clean it? Well, and, and <laughs> semen smells like chlorine. It doesn't mean it makes things clean, but it just smells like that, right? I have no sense of smell. It kind of does, yeah. It kind of does. Keep it clean, everybody. All right, we didn't end this very clean, but keep your hands, clap them, <laughs> clap them, clap them together for Madison D. Thank you guys all for being here on Joke Worktop. Stay tuned for FTW Forever Two Wheels. Rad stuff, great music, and uh, and motorcycles are cool, right? Uh, thank you guys for being here. Yay, comedy. Johnny, uh, Johnny Isaacs, uh, come talk to me. I owe you uh, a pre-sign somewhere anytime. Bye-bye. <laughs> Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts you won't want to miss a thing what if i can't be at every show don't worry all shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart Podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and community radio.fm before the internet falls apart.
You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com For the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need. And live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF. Visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollected.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, we have some urgent news from the front, thanks to Wania Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Season 6 of Alone. Go check her out on her YouTube. She sent me some important Community Environmental Advocates Foundation news. Canadian firm proposes opening Grass Valley Mine Public comments are due by August 17th, 2020. This is very, very time-sensitive in that August 17th is next week. And Grass Valley, California, Nevada County recently announced that a long-awaited public process will begin on a controversial proposal by Canadian mining company RISE Gold Corps to reopen the historic Idaho-Maryland mine. Located in Grass Valley, the mine last operated in 1956 and shut down due to financial difficulties and diminishing production. Yet it left behind a legacy 
of both a legendary gold mine and a prolific amount of environmental damage. The lure of possible untapped riches has continued to this day. As recently as eight years ago, the previous owner, M. Gold Mining, abandoned its second effort to open the mine due to an inability to resolve environmental issues and exhausted financial resources. Now RASE Gold is betting on succeeding where others have failed and has submitted mining permit application documents to the Nevada County Planning Document Department. On Friday, July 17th, Nevada County released a notice of preparation that summarized the project and starts the public review process. Citizens are invited to give comments and feedback on the plan by August 17th, 2020. That's next week. There will be no virtual public hearing. Instead, the public is invited to watch a pre-recorded presentation that will be posted for viewing by July 27th. Citizens will not be able to give verbal comments, but are being asked instead to send a letter with their concerns to the county. Community Environmental Advocates Foundation members have asked the county to extend the deadline on the comment period until September 16th so that the public has adequate time to review the proposal and send in their concerns. Quote, this is a massive and complex project with a permit application of over 100 documents to serve the public interests and assure that all the potential impacts are studied, we are asking the county to provide more than the minimal 30-day review period, unquote, stated Ralph Silverstein, CEA Foundation president. According to the project documents, mining will take place 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The main access to the mine and processing facilities will be located at the 119-acre New Brunswick site, located at the corner of Brunswick and East Bennett Roads. About 1,500 tons of waste rock and tailings will be processed from the mine daily, with most of it being deposited on site or trucked to the 56-acre former mine site on Idaho-Maryland Road west of Centennial Drive. Over the course of 11 years, these built-up engineer fill piles of mine waste will cover 75 total acres to heights up over 90 feet. They will be graded on top so that they may be utilized for future development. The mine waste will be transported by trucks making up to 100 round trips per day, 16 hours per day, seven days a week. Quote, I don't think people have an understanding of how impactful this will be to our community. We're looking at a two gravel quarry type operations in Grass Valley built upon two sites covering a total of 75 acres, more than 100 truck trips daily, and all the noise and dust associated with that, unquote, added Silberman, Silberstein. Three years ago, a Canadian firm, Rise Gold, purchased the properties and began preparatory work. A prolonged period of exploratory drilling was a constant source of irritation to the neighbors due to the -the round-the-clock noise, and numerous complaints were filed. Already, conservation organizations, local residents, and community groups have expressed concerns about the mine's impact on air quality, noise, traffic, groundwater, local habitat, and threats to domestic wells in the area. The proposed highly industrial mine site is surrounded by residential neighborhoods. 
One major issue from the previous effort to open the mine was the impact of dewatering the miles of underground tunnels, requiring pump pumping out 250 acre feet of groundwater into South Fork Wolf Creek initially, and then perpetually pumping after that. All of this water must be treated to remove pollutants. In addition to the impacts proposed uh, of the proposed dewatering, the plan indicates that a long stretch of the creek will be encased in pipes to act as an underground storm drain for the entire property. Quote, we are concerned about the nonstop discharge of large amounts of water from the mine into the creek, unquote, stated Jonathan Keene of Wolf Creek Community Alliance. Quote, South Wolf Creek should not be treated like a storm drain, Keenan added. We are concerned about chemical pollution from mining operations and about local wells becoming polluted or going dry. Residents of the area also expressed concern about the impact on their neighborhoods, quality of life, and home values. The proposed buildup of mine waste rock and tailings on the main Brunswick site backs up to rural residential neighborhoods where people have settled seeking peace and quiet in the natural setting amongst trees. Quote, when we bought our home, the nearby Brunswick site was zoned for light industrial, which didn't concern us. But to open this mine, they needed to rezone it, which will change the very nature of the area we live in, stated Christy Hubbard, a resident of Grass Valley. And like many of our neighbors for miles around,